Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the Atlantic seashore. This is episode 74, The Humble Barnacle. In the past few weeks, we have been talking about DNA barcoding, the process of extracting DNA from an organism and using the information contained in specific genes, like a grocery store barcode, to identify the organism to species. This fall, we did this with my first-year biology students, a multi-week process that culminates in getting DNA sequences back from a commercial lab, ready for us to compare to databases of known genetic sequences. The students are excited to learn the identities of the organisms they collected. Most of the students leap at the chance to explore the intertidal zone and look for an organism to barcode. The only stipulation is that it has to be an invertebrate animal. A handful every year, though, struggle to find an organism to work with, for a variety of reasons. Some, lacking familiarity with seashore creatures, aren't sure what to look for. They don't have a search image. Others are picky. They want to find something really cool and keep looking until they run out of time. And others, for whatever reason, simply can't decide. In many of these cases, time runs short and the student must take whatever is available, even if it's common or well-known. And that is the case with today's organism, the rock barnacle, Semibalanus balanoides. The student who collected a, a rock barnacle knew what it was in a general sense, but I encouraged them to barcode it nonetheless, because barnacles, while common, can also be cryptic. There is a second species of barnacle that could potentially be found in our area, Balanus balanus, the rough barnacle. And while I know in theory how to tell them apart, I thought it would be good to get some genetic backup, just in case. Barnacles are arthropods, like shrimp and crabs, though it was many years before scientists understood this. Most arthropods are mobile. They crawl and swim around, using their jointed legs for moving and eating. Barnacles don't do anything like this. They're glued to rocks and other hard substrates, and they don't move around at all. When Western taxonomists first tried to lump barnacles in with other marine species, they thought they belonged with other things that stayed fixed on rocks, the mollusks which include clams, mussels, snails, and limpets. But while they behave superficially in a molluscan way, barnacles have something and do something that groups them much more closely with the crabby, shrimpy creatures than the clammy, slimy ones. And those are that they have an exoskeleton and they periodically shed that exoskeleton when they grow. The term arthropod means jointed legs, and barnacles even have those though they don't walk around on them. Arthropods have segmented bodies. Their bodies are made of repeating units, and each unit has an appendage. Arthropod body segments are different depending on where they fall on the body. Those near the head end of the body have appendages modified for eating, and those in the middle or thoracic region of the body have appendages modified for walking. We recognize those as the legs. And those on the posterior end of the body are often modified for swimming or reproduction. Think of the swimmerettes or pleopods on the tail of a lobster. Barnacles have segmented bodies, each with an appendage too. And the ones on the thorax, which would have been legs on a typical crustacean, are modified to form sort of a feathery net, which the barnacle uses to feed. If you've ever watched a barnacle in a tide pool and seen the shell open up as if a volcano had trapdoors on top of it, and a fan-like structure protrude out into the water, you've seen these appendages. They fan them through the water, capturing small particles and microbes that are suspended in the water currents passing by, pulling them inside their fortress-like shell to be consumed and digested. 
Those appendages have an exoskeleton, which is periodically shed and can sometimes show up in a plankton toe, dwarfing the phyto and zooplankton also caught in the net. The student who barcoded this barnacle was not surprised, but pleased to have their suspicions confirmed, as was I. And just like early taxonomists, close observation, and in this case, observations at the molecular level, can yield details that help us understand what we're looking at and how it's connected to everything around it. This has been episode 74 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week. <laughs>